The following is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. At the moment, it's just me. Smuggler 1. We'll be Smugglers 2 here shortly. Uh, but I have joining us, because um, I, I had picked up their distress signal from their escape pod. It's Don and Brady from the Escape Pod podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are doing you? Doing good, man. So enough oxygen, enough air to, to hold out until we could either get to you guys or get someone else to get to you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I okay. think we're ready. Okay. Um, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. Uh, sorry, I want to get some business stuff out of the way. Um, check out our partners and our affiliates like uh, Biddy Boomers. Have you guys seen Biddy Boomers? Know what I'm talking yep. about? No. Biddy Boomers. Uh, get back into my Skype so I can show you guys. They are a Bluetooth speaker that are powerful like crazy. Uh, just ask Derek, who, who just joined us. Hey, Derek. Hello. Biddy Boomers. Hey. <laughs> um, they they are s- something else. Um, uh, I thought I had one near me, but I do not. I have one near me, but outside of arm reach. Um, but I, I sent you guys the link so you can check it out. Um, I'm going to do so right now. Then uh, also use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. Doesn't matter if you make five purchases, 10 purchases. Use the code every oh, time, so 15% off. They have a Michigan Wolverines Bitty Boomer Bluetooth speaker. This might happen. Yeah, I think those are flawed, just like the Detroit <laughs> Red Wing one may be flawed. There's no flaw in Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to be careful because if not, the ghost of my grandfather will come down and haunt me. He He's a gra- he, uh, graduate of Michigan. I think went all the way through medical school at Michigan. Oh, nice. Nice. So I pick on Michigan. I got family up there. Oh, that's fine. Um, also, too, check out Heroes and Villains. Use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. There's some great Star Wars stuff there. Check out our T Public store where um, you too could get a Smugglers 3 t shirt. Nice. And you can also get a, a checklist of all the business owners of Galaxy's Edge as well. So check that out. Some people do it, and it's, uh, you know, maybe, you know, the typical five names with the fonts really big. Now, I wanted to make sure all business owners were covered. So, other 
other designs coming in the future. Just have to see. Trying to figure out ideas for some designs. So, um, I guess start off some with some sad news today. I don't know. I know you guys recorded before us, but y'all do live show as well as opposed to us. Um, mm-hmm. Star Wars and Indiana Jones book author J.W. Rensler dies at 58. Pancreatic cancer, right? Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Author of a bunch of great behind the scene books about franchises such as Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Alien, The Shining, uh, has mm-hmm. passed away. Uh, real name, Jonathan Rensler. Uh, wrote under the pen name J.W. Rensler. Uh, died in California, according to his daughter. What a bummer. Yeah. Um, some of the great stories that he, or great books that he did. He joined Lucasfilm in 2001 and became the executive editor of Lucas Books Publishing. Uh, his first work for the publisher included The Art of Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of Sith, The Making of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, uh, his most well-known was 2007's The Making of Star Wars, the definitive story behind the original film, which is now on my wish list, not because I did not know it existed. And then he would go on to write um, The Making of The Empire Strikes Back, The Making of Return of the Jedi, Star Wars, The Blueprints, and The Sounds of Star Wars. I think I have The Sounds of Star Wars. And all of this was before he before leaving Lucasfilm in 2016. It's an impressive career. Yes. See, now I'm curious to see if the Sound of Star Wars book is what I actually have. Is that a beagle I saw walking around behind you? Close. She is a hound mix. Probably some beagle, um, but uh, definitely hound mix. She she is 18 inches a leg to her. <laughs> that's not beagle esque. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a beagle. I love my beagle. The Sounds of Star Wars book I do have. I did not realize that. This book. Okay. For those who don't know, I was introduced to this book at, um, I'm going to make sure, at one of the celebrations. I don't remember which one. I want to double check publishing date. So that's why I'm doing this. And don't tell me it's not available anymore. Probably not. But they have everything. Um, 2010. So yeah, Celebration 5 is when I got it. I learned about it at Celebration 5, which was here in Orlando in 2010. Um, this book is absolutely amazing. 256 sound effects. Comes with a headphone jack as well, so you can listen to it that way and not disrupt people. Or, if you're someone like myself, it's a great way to get Star Wars sounds for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Not saying, but I'm saying... Uh, if you purchase the book, is that licensed to use the sound? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on a quick second, guys. So according to Amazon, any Star Wars fan can mimic Darth Vader's voice or Chewbacca's roar with ease. But how many of them would be able to identify the lion's roar used in the sound in the Millennium Falcon's engine? In this orally astonishing and visually engaging book, uh, J.W. Rensler reveals the illuminating history of sounds that made st- the Star Wars universe so believable, as recounted by their creator, legendary sound designer Ben Burt. An attached sound module with exterior speaker and headphone jack lets readers listen to more than 250 sound effects and more than 300 photographs illustrate the epic's most memorable scenes. Uh, from the first films that to actually the sounds really cool. From the first films to the animated Star Wars Clone Wars series, the star the sounds of Star Wars is Star Wars if you as you've never heard it. So basically, what it does is as you're reading the book, um, it will uh, it's like get out of this. It'll be it'll make reference to a sound. 
and then you punch in that number and hit play and it'll play what that sound is. So that sound may be a collection of the raw sounds like the lion roar and whatever else was used to layer the sounds for the Falcon. Right. So you have all that and then you figure out, okay, this is, I don't remember because it's been a while since I've read and listened to the book. I don't remember if it does a combination of all the sounds or you have to go up to the next sound drop to, to get the combination. Right. So it, it's it's cool how each one is, is done. Um, and for me being an audio engineer and a sound effects lover, uh, awesome, awesome book. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. I think it is a hardcover. Um, I think I saw it listed maybe used for 81 bucks or 82 bucks. And if his other books are very similar, yeah, I missed out. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. missed out. The, I, the whole history behind the sound effects of the Star Wars movies is just amazing where they pulled those sounds from. Yeah. Well, laser blast. Yeah, you know where the sounds for the laser for the different laser blasts came from. Came you know. from the wire, yeah. the stretched wire, and they hit it with the like a wrench or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with the oh, microphone yeah. sitting right along it, uh, wire to like a um, support guide wire to like radio antenna towers. Or That's, now that you, now that you describe that, I can I can visually put together those sounds. Like it's crazy. I would love uh, when we have fireworks at Epcot. I walk out at night. Um, some of our buildings have metal siding, metal aluminum mm-hmm. siding. To hear the the ricochets of the firework explosions going off the buildings, and it almost has that pew sound. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. love to be able to record and get that, and try and isolate just. The that sound without any other contamination from other explosions with it. It's so hard to do, but it would be fun to figure out also too how to add those explosions. And here's the cool thing um, for stuff like what Ben Burt has done. There was in one of the pavilions I worked in or do work in. We used to have this really bad uh, garbage compactor and it made the most horrible sound. Like it really needed maintenance, but the maintenance was fine on it. And like this can make a great slow it down just enough. It can make a really cool Star Wars atmosphere sound, whether it's for a, a walker or a trash compactor or door shutting something. So whenever I hear an interesting sound, I go back with my cell phones like, OK, record. Let's duplicate it. I just absolutely want to recreate it. Right. And it's just so so much fun. And that's that's the kind of stuff that uh Ben Burt would do or or Matthew Wood or um is it David Collins? Yeah. Trying to, uh, <coughs> trying to remember some of the others. I think David Collins is, is another one. So um apparently Rinsler wrote over twenty five books, three of which became New York Times bestsellers and edited over one hundred Star Wars related titles. Outside of the universe, Star Wars universe, he penned multiple books about Indiana Jones, as well as the making of Aliens, making of the Planet of the Apes, making of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and Howard Kazajan, A Producer's Life. He also wrote several fiction books, including the space historical novel All Up and the best-selling graphic novel The Star Wars, which he co-wrote with Michael Mayhew, which was one of the last projects for Dark Horse Comics under the Star wars license nice and that is a great series if you haven't seen it it's all based on the original george lucas scripts so oh yeah yeah i would I was reading that. I don't think I finished it, though. I have all issues, including issues zero, which is like all the cover art and concept art for the books. 
which is great. So uh, our condolences to the the Rensler family, and uh, just know he is now one with the Force. May the Force be with him. Now, other breaking news today. How much credits do you guys have? Not enough. <laughs> well, we know Don and Brady have most likely talked about this. Do you know what I'm talking credits about, Derek? To what? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, let me guess. The uh, Star Cruiser Hotel? Yeah. Did you, see, did you happen to see the pricing for it? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, not enough money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Disney announced not only some of the activities that are going to be involved and more information about that and the itinerary An example of the itinerary. They, they moved the pricing clear to ludicrous speed. It's almost it's almost gone plaid. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's almost plaid. Um, I knew it was going to be expensive, but I had no idea. If you're just a party of two, your pricing is going to be per guest per night, 1,209 credits since dollars are credits in the Batu world. It's a one for one conversion rate. Uh, I believe that's per person too, isn't it? Correct. Or total voyage cost, 4,809 credits. So I would like to, to ask uh, rational adults There's if it's a... Here. <laughs> if it's a two night yeah. stay, yep. what is the point of discussing what half of a half of the package costs? Just because you wanted this it to sting less? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's a little more I mean, digestible. I don't think you can just stay for one night. It's a two day experience, right? Yeah, yeah you have to book mm-hmm. it as a two day experience. It seemed like it was real weird. They don't um tell you the price of your cruise per day. You're no. on the boat. No, they they do tell you the price. I, I will per say, day? yeah, they will tell you what it is per day. Yeah, they'll break it down. Yeah, yeah because I, uh, we've been looking at Alaskan cruises for either next year or 2023. Mm-hmm. And cabin prices per person, we were getting as low as 279 a night per person. But for three of us, it was still going to be over almost five grand. But that was like a five night yeah. voyage. Type okay, well, I guess maybe there's some background for that kind of. I just, I, I was like, I don't understand why. Who cares how much it costs per night? You're in for two two nights. Yeah. Well, so you can get a breakdown because some people want the breakdown of okay, how much per night is this really going to cost me? Mm-hmm. Um, three guests per cabin, two adults, one child. $889 per guest per night or $5,299. Just makes me sweat. Now, now this one to me, how they broke this one down does not make sense. Four guests per cabin. The breakdown: three adults, one child. Okay, so mom, dad, mom, dad. Well, okay, so we're figuring what are they calling a child? Up to what? Okay, guess twelve. I think that's that's now they're going to guess up to the Utah cabin. Guess are going to be. I think they're. See, it's weird. For the hotel rooms, you're a child up till the age of 17. But when it comes to the kids' menus in the park, it's ages three to nine, mm-hmm. where you can pick off the ch- the child menu. So I was like, okay, wait, make up your mind. Anyway, $749 per night or $5,999 for the total voyage. Right. So basically what we're talking about is the big room is five and a half grand and the little room is four and a half grand. A uh, small room is the broom closet is forty eight hundred bucks. Yeah, 
And I saw pictures. It's a broom closet. It's not any. I don't think it's as big as our studio. Uh, concept art can be deceiving. These oh. were, uh, from what I, I'm pretty sure these were photos. Were they? Yep. There was there was a bed. There was a small bunkhouse, and it looked like a, um, a, almost like a fake window bay yeah. on the end of the room. There are no physical windows to the outside world. Right. It's a screen, right? Correct. The reason why is to give the illusion that you're in space. Right. So uh, I don't know where actual photos will have come from. I want to say they were on the Disney site. Like they put out a press release. This is what the one cabin looks like, blah, blah, blah. And there was a couple of pictures of a couple of corridors. I think they, I think they were artists. Renditions. So? Yeah, I'm yeah they're still artists. Right. I don't think they were actual pictures. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I I'm looking at it now. I'm frequently wrong. I am too, and I work for the company. <laughs> um, no, it, it's it's artist rendering. Okay, makes sense. But uh, unless I say that now, let me keep. Yeah, it, it's artist rendering. Nice. So, uh, standard cap. Well, here's the breakdown of the cabins. Each standard cabin is fitted with furnishings and fixtures designed to ensure comfort while traveling through the galaxy, including a pullout table. And a TV with entertainment from your home planet and a window with a view out into space sleeps four to five passengers. Room configuration is queen bed, two berths, bunk beds for one adult each and a wall pull down bed for one adult is sleeping five. Uh, Amenities, a mini fridge, hair dryer, in cabin safe, phone with voicemail ma- messaging. Shouldn't that be a data pad with voicemail messaging? Right. Interactive TV and H2O, H2O plus spa bath and shower products. Galaxy Quest. Gal- <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yeah, right. Galaxy <laughs> class suite. See, I'm seeing these blankets with the uh, with the Star Cruiser logo on it. I want one of these blankets. I'm just saying. Yeah, how much do you think those go for? Oh, they're going to charge you a lot if you try and walk out of the hotel with it. I guarantee you that. I bet they'll have them as, as gifts in the I gift ho- shop. I hope so, because I would love to buy one. Do they ever um, offer to sell you guys stuff as they like decommission it kind of kind of deal on the back lot of stuff? Uh, We have... We have like six or seven bolsters from um, that were retired from Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. And when they did a change out of, of like blankets for the beds, um, they offered up a lot of them for like two bucks each. Right. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes it just depends on it's hit and miss. It depends on the day. I know. Like, what time, you know, like I've said, I'm a U of M fan. You know, every year they have what they call the yard sale where all kinds of, you know, the um, pads and helmets and this, yep. you know, jerseys and this and that. It's just stuff they use. They're like, here, this is $48. You can have it. We we have an area where outdated merchandise is sent uh, that cast members could pick up at a, a even reduced price. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not that reduced. Uh, but like the sweatshirt I'm wearing now is a Galaxy, from Galaxy's Edge. It's a hood, uh, full zip. And uh, I think I paid 20 bucks for it was normally yeah, a, nice. a 60 70 dollar sweatshirt nice. so that's good um i have a t-shirt that's the same way uh and i've gotten some stuff for for ken and derek uh that I've picked up for him uh whether it's holiday gifts or hey they had this 
I'm picking it up for you guys. Uh, I did that with what? Uh, mm-hmm. Chance Cubes and the Hondo, the Hondo exclusive Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, which Funko Pops are usually what? 12, 14 bucks? I uh, think I'm, depending on where you get them from. Eight ninety nine to twelve ninety nine mostly. Yeah, I think I paid four bucks for these. Mm-hmm. And yet they were still selling a bunch brand new in the park. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with the packaging. It's just overstock. Chance, Chance Cubes, I paid four bucks a bag and they, they sell for like six, eight, six, eight bucks. So uh, the Galaxy Class Suite, not the Galaxy Quest Suite, uh, it's one bedroom, uh, features living space complete with an integrated seating area and have all the comforts of standard cabins plus a double vanity bathroom. I mean, refresher bar area. Sure. Two windows and views out into space. Well, they say bathroom. I know they're trying to speak for the non-Star Wars fans. Of course, we know it as a refresher. Uh, Two windows with views out into space and a few extra Star Wars surprises. Sleeps four. Configuration is a queen bed and two pull-down beds for one adult each for me and my family and be one of those. My wife and daughter will be in the queen bed and I'd be on one of the pull-out pull down beds <laughs> uh, amenities mini fridge hair dryer in cabin safe phone with voicemail interactive tv and h2o plus spa bath and shower products now the grand captain suite this would be one if we were to split with like uh family uh family friends Mm-hmm. We'd be looking at doing a suite. Um, we we split suite at our animation, and it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it would have been something similar to this, and it wasn't. Grand Captain Suite is a two-bedroom suite offering ample room for the whole family and features a posh living space complete with integrated seating area. They have all the comforts of standard cabins, plus a main suite with a double vanity bathroom, a second bathroom with a single vanity, a bar area, three windows with a view out into space, and a few other Star Wars surprises. Sleeps eight, room configuration, two queen beds, two bunk beds, for one adult each and two pull down beds, wall pull down beds for each adult. You had me a bar. <laughs> so, and of course we just covered mm-hmm. pricing, but we're talking, okay. So three adults, 529. I, I wonder we're doing six guests in the cabin. Obviously we're going to be looking at one of these grand suites mm-hmm. with four adults, two kids. Are we talking 10,000, 10,500 bucks? That's what I'm thinking. That. It doesn't look, it's, it seems like their uh, scaling is pretty opaque. Like it's, it's 1200 bucks per person yeah. up and down the scale, give yeah. or take a, you know, 50 bucks. So if you got eight people, you're going to be creeping up on 10 large. Yeah. So highlights mm-hmm. of your trip, uh, be a part of the story, which is very cool. Get the whole immersion, get to create your own adventure um, with in-person interactions uh, they were talking about um, one of the things, you know, there's going to be live entertainment. One of the things may be, are you going to try and smuggle one of the people onto the ship so they can perform or smuggle gear onto the ship that they may need to perform? Stuff like that. Uh, there's lightsaber training. There's bridge training. You're going to get a planet excursion to Batu. Uh, relax in the sublight lounge, which is where I want to go, especially if they are going to have a Sabak gaming table. And it's hollow sabacc. Yes, count me in. Uh, so here's an example of the itinerary. Arrive at the terminal at 1 p.m. Basically, check in. Front desk. 
launch to your to the star cruiser between 115 and 130 ship orientation from 145 to 215 light refreshments from 3 to 330 sabak lessons okay sold from 3 to 4 330 to 4 sold I have a Sabak deck. I've been watching videos on how to play, but to be able to sit down with someone, yeah, I'll take that. Learn more about the game, refine the game, yeah, please. Uh, muster from 4 to 4.30. Captain's reception from 4.30 to 5. Dinner featuring live music from 5.30 to 7. Outer Rim regalia, 7.15 to 7.30. Unexpected story moment. For example, prove your mettle to join an elite smuggling ring. Of course, we're already there now. Derek and I are part of the Smugglers 3. Um, That's right. Hide a stowaway to help the resistance. And all this takes place between 7.30 and 8. Bridge training from 8 p.m. to 8.45. And special atrium entertainment from 8.30 to 8.45 as well. That sounds very scripted. That's day mm-hmm. one. Day two, breakfast from 7 to 8. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's nothing I enjoy more than somebody telling me when I'm hungry. <laughs> um. 8.15 to 8.25, shuttle to Batu. 8.45 to 9.30, Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance. So you are guaranteed to walk right on the ride. To walk on the ride. It's the least they could do. Yeah. Well, it is, is the least. Is that, like, do they have a special line for them? Or is uh, it sounds like they may have a special line for them. Because that would be cool. Unless it's just like they dump you off at the ride and go, here you go. Good luck. <laughs> no, I think I think it's going to be a, I think there'll be a special lot, special like a VIP queuing for for those mm-hmm. um, story moment. For example, broker a deal for a heist, arrange to steal a ship from the first order. You have 20 minutes to do so. Nine thirty to nine fifty from 10 o'clock to 1030. You're in line for smugglers run Millennium Falcon smugglers run uh, starting around 1115 to 1145. You have lunch at docking bay seven food and cargo, which the food's actually not too bad. I really enjoy uh, docking bay seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 1240 transport shuttle to the star cruiser, 1240 to 1250 lightsaber training from one to one thirty. droid racing competition from two thirty to two fifty. build, build model ship three to three thirty. Sabak tournament from four to five. Only if I could win the Falcon from Honda. <laughs> uh, cocktails at Sublight Lounge, 5 to 5.30. Taste taste Around the Galaxy dinner, 5.30 to 7. And then story moment, put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order, 7.30 to 8.45. And then spectacular finale, 10 to 11. <laughs> Di- so that's day two. So realistically, you're only getting a half day in Galaxy's Edge. That's guaranteed. Yeah, and they have, they have like your entire day planned out. And that's guaranteed. I don't know how much variation there's going to be because I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, so the next day, so day three, breakfast from 830 to 930 and then launch pod to terminal from 930 to 10 a.m., which means you got to be checked out by 10 a.m. Because huh. they're going to need time to flip rooms. Now, here's the cool part. Costumes and gala. Throughout your adventure, you're encouraged to don or to don your galaxy best, as you will become a unique character in the Star Wars galaxy. We invite you to dress the part. If your wardrobe is currently limited to a single planet, Star Wars Galaxy Apparel is available in advance from Shop Disney or on the ship. 
How will you come dressed in your Jedi best, ready to rumble for rough and tumble smuggling, dressed to impress in your Corsican best, or in your most comfortable garb from your home planet? The choice is up to you. Whatever, but whatever planet's clothes you choose to wear, be sure to save your very finest for traditional end of cruise gala celebration. Now, at one time, there was talk that there would be costumes available to you to wear. Right. I thought that was part of the experience. Apparently, that may not be the case anymore. For $5,000, I wanted some, like, legit Jedi robes or close to it. At this point in time, you got to buy your own. That's, but the, that's but another the, reason I'm out. But the but the robes that but the robes they sell Although, at the parks and shop Disney, they're a high quality robe. I right. I would consider. I mean, I've got a decent robe now for my Jedi costume. I would consider getting a new uh new new robes from the park that are probably weighted a bit more and, and look more finished than what I have. I was just thinking if, because if they provide you, if they were to provide you with the clothes, the robes and stuff, you know, they're not going to let you keep it. So that means it's going to be more of a rental, which means you're yeah, but, not going to be the only one wearing that. Well, yeah, but it would also go through, um, whatchamacallit, through, uh, through Disney laundry as well. So. Sure. But still. Which, which I know about because of costumes that I get all the time. They make you wear costumes. <laughs> yeah, my all black outfit that you see me in at times. That's my. They're called uh, costumes at Disney, not uniforms. Um. That's oh, that's right. You're an official cast member. Yes. Now dining uh, for dinner on your first night, the Crown of Corellia dining room transforms for dinner into a enticing table service supper club. With a special musical appearance by a galactic superstar, um, and it allows you to socialize with passengers and crew. Second night, the taste of the around the galaxy showcase courses inspired by geography and environments of iconic destinations and planets throughout the galaxy. With the serving of each course, a brief introduction pre- presents the name, inspiration, and ingredients for the dishes. The meal includes group appetizers for the table, the choice of entree, and specially plated dessert. You can indicate your preference for first or second seating based on availability when you book your package. Breakfast and lunch are also available. Uh, help yourself to colorful fare from all over the galaxy with familiar favorites from your home planet. Start your day with a unique off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates and variety of beverages, including juices, fresh brew coffee, and Booba Wamba Family Farms Blue Milk. If it's the same blue milk as what they serve, my wife can't have it because of the coconut. She's allergic to coconut. Why is there coconut in milk? Uh, it's the or is rest- it coconut milk. It's a it's a coconut rice milk combination. Gotcha. That they developed to create the blue milk and green milk in the parks. Yeah. So the green uh, milk's gross looking. It's it's not i prefer the blue milk over the green milk uh but it's amazing how they were able to match the color from the movie with it if you get it usually you get it they're slightly frozen and they're almost like a slush consistency they taste so i assume it tastes better than what we see in the movie but uh having had both i'd rather have blue milk over green milk uh during lunch choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches soups mini flatbreads and assorted salads and sweets so um during your planet excursion to batu you can enjoy a quick service meal at docking bay seven or select or other select locations at disney hollywood studios which makes me wonder what other selections are they referring to 
I don't know, but the more that you tell me about this experience, the less interested I am in experiencing it. Really? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, they've curated everything down to the last moment. Like, I don't even get to pick what I want to eat. They're like, you got this, this, or this. Well, I felt like steak today, and I paid you $5,000. I didn't want the chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I See, I'm not, until I see an actual menu, I wouldn't know. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's... It's going to be like beef tenderloin and it's not that the food's going to be bad. It's just if I pay you $5,000, I'd like to pick what I want to eat today Well, one and when I want to eat it. One of the pictures they show is almost like a shrimp cocktail, but the shrimp have been dyed blue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So by this could be fun. Maybe I'm, I'm back in. You, you brought me back in. I don't know. It's just I enjoy a well-structured vacation. Like my wife is a, hey, let's just be do whatever we feel like in the right. moment. And I'm like, no, we got to hit these beats. I Again, this is I, I think it's going to depend on what you want. I mean, if you want to go to be a part of the story and and supposedly with this, if you've seen the video that came out last week of a lot of the Imagineers and people behind this project, mm -hmm. this is to put you into the story of Galaxy's Edge, but coming at it from another angle. So you, you may meet the person or get the backstory of why when you do the Falcon, who are the buyers of the coaxium that you're stealing from the first order for Hondo for his supply for his buyers? Who are those buyers? Uh, you may find out some extra stuff in regards to Rise of the Resistance, um, or hey, keep an eye out for this to arrange, you know, to arrange to steal a ship from the first order, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, you become a part of the story even more than when you go to galaxy's edge as a guest yes you are there and you are a part of the story there is you are treated as an off-world visitor unlike when you go to universal and it's harry potter oh we're we're in a recreation of the set for hogsmeade or diagonal alley whatever and they're supposed to be immersive, but they're not because I would love to have been called a muggle or mudblood or whatever. All the times I went to Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal and you don't. I mean, my daughter loves it. Her her best friend love it going, but she feels more immersive and more in universe when we go to Galaxy's Edge. Right. She feels like she is actually there. So, yeah. So I think like um, the mom of my daughter's best friend was saying, I don't know, cruise may be too much for me because I'm not a, I'm not a super, I love star Wars, but I'm not a super fan. Like, like a lot of people, it may be too, too much. I'm like, well, you can still do with it what you want. I mean, I, I'm a super fan. I, I would, I would say, and I feel like this is going to be a little overwhelming. And I think that's what makes the immersion in the storytelling of all this great. I mean, Galaxy's Edge alone, I feel overwhelmed when I go. Now, especially the first time when I saw the Falcon, I'm like, it's real. It's right. absolutely real. I never thought, unless I was working on the films, that I would ever see the Millennium Falcon. And there it is sitting right there in front of me. And it's full size. I remember feeling that way um, about... Uh, Hollywood Studios and and seeing the ad, ad that they had, yeah. No, knowing that it, you're talking a one fifth scale thing, and it was still enormous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and, and you walk on the backside, and you see the wire work 
for it because mm-hmm. it was supposed to have that movie set vibe to it. Right. And, you know, and you're walking through, you know, the, the bottom half of an Ewok village in indoor to get to the, to the opening of star tours. Yeah. yeah. But it feels like a movie set. Mm-hmm. You go back and you do galaxy's edge. You're not what you don't get the feeling you're walking through a movie set. Like you do when you're in queue for star tours. You feel like you do when you're inside the main building, the show building of Star Tours of, okay, I'm in an actual spaceport to get onto the shuttle for Star Tours. Now you're you know, onto a Star Tours shuttle. You get that same vibe when you go into get. When you go through the transition tunnel, uh, I'm now I have now left the real world, and I am now, or I have left home planet as they're calling it, and I'm now on Batu. Right. The smells, the, the the smells, the senses, the sounds, totally different when you cross into Batu, into Galaxy's Edge, into Black Black Spire Outpost. All three acceptable names. Yeah. It it's you walk in, you see an X wing, you see an A wing, you see all different components from different you know from like a resistance or rebel base outside rise of resistance you know the clear glass uh map grid computer you know station area right all right, that right. right there moisture evaporators turrets all that it's like yeah it's it's all real conk droids around now it, <sighs> I do, I'm due. I'm due to go back August 23rd. I've already got my reservations and go back to Galaxy's Edge, and yes. it's finally they have lifted the blackouts where I could go on Monday on my days off if I want, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and take advantage of it as much as I can. So they're still doing like reservations to get into yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Well, reservations to get to, into any of the parks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Reservations are probably going to be here for a while. Uh, I know. I know they're set through at least 2023. Uh, California. California just released a new um, annual plat annual pass type plan, and it's uh, all and right now it's all based around reservations. So for at least a year, because those passes are, are good for up to a year. So for at least a year till next August, reservations are going to be here. So I guess I didn't realize that like if you were just happened to be down there, you couldn't be like I'm going to go to the park today. Nope, not like it used to be. You you got to have a reservation hmm. now. Right now it's a little easier to get the reservation because they right. they've opened capacity how much i don't know are we at full are are we at 100 percent opening i don't know they don't tell us those numbers my uh, but, daughter's boyfriend just got a job in Disney Springs, so he's they're they're going now all the time. Okay, they, you know every couple of weeks I see pictures. They went back to the park, and I'm like, you know, you've seen it. Like I've taken my daughter there three times just myself. It's totally different beast. <laughs> yeah, well, she's that's that's her best life. She she'd just soon live in the park if that was an option. I've worked for the company 23 years, and I couldn't begin to tell you how many times I've been to the parks. But right now having galaxy's edge and i'm at that stage which i'm sure your daughter mentioned something about uh silver pass mm. you know they they have a thing well she talks about her main gate where she can get in so many times a year uh-huh silver. i think he gets a pass every six weeks and he can bank them up or something is he like third, a park hopper pass is he third party he's working for guy Fieri's chicken guy okay he's he's third party then okay as a cast member, you get something called a main gate and you can get in up to 16 times a year mm. and you can bring with you up to three people. As once you hit 15 years with the company, 
you get what's called a silver pass and you can go every day of the week as long as that day is not blacked out. And again, like for me, I can bring in up to three people. Now, obviously, if you have a larger family, that number eventually grows. But until then, you, you start off with you can bring in up to three people. And then we get comp nice. tickets so many times a year as well, where we don't have to worry, worry about passes. But right now, everything's just a it's a pain because... Yeah, reservations. You right. can have reservations. So well, I know I have reservations about paying Disney five thousand dollars to go on their, their fake spaceship. I want I just want to know with ground level, will there be a restaurant at the terminal? Will there be a gift shop at the terminal? Oh yeah. And if so, is that something I could go to without being a resort guest? And how often can I go? Right. Because that would be a frequent stop for me. Right. If I could eat, still have a Star Wars restaurant and not have to worry about going up into the cruiser floors, yeah. Then I'll be happy. Still be okay I also wonder how long this this pricing scheme uh, will continue to be. You know, do do they really expect that ten years from now people are still going to pay five thousand dollars a room well, to spend the weekend there? Ten years from now, it'll probably be closer to eight for the for the exact same room. I mean, you're 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 down there, so I just don't know how you're not going to get repeat customers to that. Uh you be other than like just wealthy people that you just can't count as normal human beings. You may be surprised. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ask I your, can't wrap my head around that. Ask your daughter one day about Disney fans. Well, I, I yeah, I completely understand. There are people who does that enough does to that right into that. On. Yeah. It's it's limited it's limited bookings. So I mean it's how, gonna, how limited? Are we talking like thirty five rooms? Maybe then yeah. Uh maybe under a hundred rooms. That's a uh, yeah. It's yeah. Sure. Talking maybe maybe a hundred rooms. Uh I I don't think it's been officially announced how many rooms yet are, are gonna be in this. I just know it's limited to the number of rooms. So I've heard anywhere between sixty five to to over a hundred rooms. It's not much. Nice. That's that's a good investment. Five hundred thousand dollars every two days. <laughs> good job, Disney. Um, I'll tell you, World of Disney in a day almost brings in half mil in, in sales alone. Oh, I believe it. It's so crazy. yeah. I mean, our company sells, you know, like $1.3 million in product every day. So yep. like I can, I get it. So Derek, you've been kind of quiet over there. <laughs> your thoughts on all this? Your, your mic's muted. I was going to say, um, I would love to do it, of course, obviously, but I don't see any realistically feasible way that I would be able to, other than hitting the lottery. <laughs> Uh, I say if any one of the three of us on the, on the show hit the lottery, we book cabins for all three families. I like it. Just to do that it. That seems very fair. I like it. Sure. And we, we do a smugglers three. We stay there and then try to figure out how we do a, uh, Wookiee radio private party somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we stay there, we probably wouldn't have time <laughs> to have everything booked for us. True. If you hit a big enough uh, prize back, you just rent out the whole hotel, $500,000. That's true, too. You could bring everybody you know. Now, that is an idea. Yeah. See, I've always said if I do, if I win the lottery, I want to do a pri- I want to buy out Hollywood Studios. Dinner, all, f- 
food is only at Sci-Fi Dining, which is the uh, restaurant that looks like a old drive-in movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have oh, yeah. I'm gonna have Star Wars: A New Hope playing on the screen. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, and as much as I love 50s Primetime Cafe, I think I, I want 50, I, I want the sci-fi dine-in to be that. And then, of course, you know, Galaxy's Edge have Ogus, Cantina, and, and Docking Bay 7. You know, the restaurants in, in the Cantina open, because I just want to do one large, my own personal Star Wars weekends type event in the park, but it's for the night. Now, I, I know we've talked about it on the show before, but Star Wars R2-D2 Tamaguchi are now available for pre-order. And these things look great. There is a white and a blue version of the Tamaguchi, the R2 Tamaguchi. As much as I'm a fan of the original look of R2-D2, I really like the look of the blue one. Just to give you an idea of what these look like, I don't know how people at work would, would feel about me having one of these hanging off the backpack, but I don't care. There's the Tamaguchi. They are available for pre-order on Amazon. Uh, I guess they were on Amazon and sold out on Amazon, but Entertainment Earth still has them available for pre-order. Release date is set for December. It will feature adorable animations and nine mini games, including firefighting and holochess to Jark. It is your job to train R2 to master 19 different skills and keep him charged, clean, and happy. If you fail, the Jawas will relieve you of your duty, which means we'll have to start back over. Sounds like a lot of work to me. Uh, On a related note, look for a Boba Fett Tamaguchi to drop in the very near future. So it makes me wonder, is it, are we getting an actual Boba Fett Tamaguchi or is Boba Fett going to be added to the R2 Tamaguchi? I'm not sure. We'll have to ask our friends over at Bandai. You have friends at Bandai? We have friends at Bandai. Nice. So... Uh, Ask him when I'm going to get my new Ultraman show that I've been waiting for. <laughs> uh, there's one. They don't control that show. They, they don't? don't? Con- they don't control Ultraman. When did they give up Ultraman? It was a while ago. Mm, sad story. They 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 lost the license a while ago for, for Ultraman. Because there, there's an Ultraman show on Netflix now. Is there? Yeah. How did I miss? Oh, no. Never mind. I have seen it. Animated. Yes. And have you uh, been reading the Ultraman comics from Marvel? Mm-mm, no. Oh, they're good I've comics. never read an Ultraman comic. It's actually pretty good. Is it really? Yeah. Um, October. Did you guys see this? The, coming to Disney Plus, Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. I did see that. It's an animated special. I did um, that will be a part of Disney Plus's Hollow Stream celebration. It's an all new animated special from Lucasfilm and the Lego Group. Um, being all a seasonal celebration in the villainous dark side of the galaxy, just in time for Halloween. Uh, it takes place after the events of the rise of Skywalker. So Poe, I'm hearing things. Someone's in my kitchen. Just can't tell. Anyway, um, Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet Mustafar, where they meet the greedy and conven- convening Grabilla or Grabala the Hut, who has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. You hear that, Disney? Chance for a new hotel. Yep. Take it right from Lucas. <laughs> right from Lego. 
while waiting, I, for, I love all the Lego Star Wars. Oh, stuff. they're great. While waiting for his X-wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grabala, and Dean, a plucky and courteous young boy who works as Grabala's mechanic, venture deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's loyal servant Vanny. I don't even. I don't even remember who Vanny is. No clue. I don't either. Nope. Uh. Oh, Vanny's the one that we see in uh, Rogue One to come tell Vader when he's in the Bacta tank that uh, Krennic's there. Uh, yeah. So, um... Along the way, Van Nee shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all eras of Star Wars. As he spins his tales and lures, our, um, our heroes go deeper into a shadowy underbelly of the castle. A sinister plan emerges with the help of Dean, Poe, and BB-8. Uh, they will all have to face their fears, stop an ancient evil from rising, and escape it back to their friends. Um, mm. Cast includes Jake Green as Poe Dameron, Rafael Alejandro as Dean, Dana Snyder as Grabala the Hut, Tony Hell as Vandy, Christian Slater as Wren. Hmm. Interesting. So I wonder now if Wren is going to be, wait, Wren. I wonder if they're meeting Kylo Wren. I would assume so. So now Kylo Wren is going to sound like a whiny Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Duvall as Emperor Palpatine, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as NIL8, Nile Late. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. Matt Sloan as Darth Vader, uh, David Shane as writer and executive producer, and, and the director as Ken Cunningham. Mm. So this one, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'll watch it. With, I mean, without a doubt, I'm in. When is that coming out? October 1st. Mm. October 1st, yeah. Then uh, staying on the Lego track, Lego has released a ton, I repeat, a ton of new sets for August 2021. And they are as following. Boba Fett Starship, Slave One as we know it uh the new ucs republic gunship the imperial light cruiser from mandalorian the bad batch attack shuttle darth vader's medita meditation chamber and duel on mandalore why call it the bad batch attack shuttle isn't it the marauder yeah but at this point in time it's almost like whether it's a Di disney lucas film directive or if it's just lego being thinking this is what they want uh it seems like they're taking all all ships that have a specific name and just calling them not by that name and i think they're kind of and i think they're kind of doing the same thing with uh with marvel as well because there's a lego kit for um star for star lord of his ship and they're and they're not calling it the milano or whatever it was named for Endgame. They're calling it. Uh, see if I can find it. I wonder if they think that because kids don't care about the names of the ships, or it could be. It seems odd to me. It's, it's a very strange corporate decision. Like, oh, mm. let's just generically name stuff so we don't offend people 30 years from now because we don't know what they're going to be mad about. See, at this point in time, I don't think it's a, an issue of. 
Um, okay, so they got the Black Panther Dragonflyer. Okay, but that's a style ship. It's not the name of a specific. All right, it's not gotcha. plane. You know, vehicle. Mm-hmm. The Helicarrier. Okay. Right. Um, I am looking. So then, why not call uh, Slave One the Fire Spray? Whatever. Because I don't think everyone truly knows that one. And mm-hmm. yeah. All right. As I'm looking at this, I'm in trouble even more. Coming soon. Lego Marvel, the Avengers advent calendar. I'm in trouble on that one. Mm-hmm. So we got your number. They got my number. There's going to be three of them coming. Of course. Coming to this household. There'll be Star Wars that will be shared between my daughter and I. There'll be Harry Potter. That'll be hers. And then now Marvel or me. So now, yeah. will you buy one to hold on to? Oh, no. And oh, no. No, it's just no. a one to play with. One to open and, and display. Add the minifigs to the collection. Mm-hmm. Keep the other part. I mean, we keep all the parts out of the count um like the mini ships that are in them yeah we add them to our christmas trees oh okay so we we put them in a bag and and store them with christmas stuff so we can put them out next year nice so we will do the display of them as they're made for this year day by day and then they're added to the stuff for future so the guard the the ship from guardians of the galaxy that we see at the end of uh in game is called the guardians ship so it's not just star wars it's marvel as well so and it's not just the slave one it's not just the slave one because it's obviously the bad batch attack shuttle right so I don't think this is I don't think this is a Disney thing. I think this is a decision coming from Lego corporate. Lego. Yeah. And they're just saying just to make it easier, instead of trying to go <clears throat> with, oh, this is the Milano new approach. We're gonna call this the guardianship instead of the Milano. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call right. this Boba Fett ship instead of Slave One. We're gonna call this the Bad Bash attack shuttle instead of the Marauder. And they All had right. done that before with uh like Grievous's ship, um, not the lost hand, but his actual fighter, his personal uh, personal fighter. It has a specific name, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but they just call it Me uh, General Grievous's fighter or General Grievous's ship. Mm. So, um, so yeah. And then uh, final news that I have: Mandalorian star Giancarlo Esposito reveals that season three begins filming soon. Uh, after wrapping, uh, let's see, where does it say? They just finished shooting Boba Fett and will start on season three of Mandalorians. Um, soon, uh, Esposito told WRAL during an appearance at GalaxyCon Raleigh this past weekend, asked if audiences will see more of his character. Esposito confirmed a large presence for the villain will take, uh, for the villain taken into custody in season two finale, uh, is confirmed, uh, especially after being taken in custody at the end of season two. You're going to see me. That's actually good to hear. Uh, then he goes, yes, you're going to see me kill this baby. Esposito said while clutching a plush. Grogu, aka Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's totally wrong, but you know what? I gotta hold out somewhere that I'm gonna that I'm gonna win. So he's uh, a good actor. Yeah, he is. Now, Pedro, uh, he's supposed to be at MegaCon here in Orlando uh, next weekend. Mm. And I'm afraid to see what his pricing is, but I would love to get. Yeah. Love to get it. Interesting story. There, uh, the the people who run that MegaCon. We had a local, yeah, we had a local con here that had been calling themselves MegaCon for about four years, and they got a cease and desist letter from the people that run MegaCon down there. It's like, hey, that's ours. You can't use that. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Mega Megacon has been here forever. Yeah. And so they had to change their name to the Mega XP Con. Th- this is, uh, I think we're on our, th- I think Megacon's on its third set of owners because the current owners are Fan Expo. Mm. So mm-hmm. if, this, if this is a show that started within the last four years, then they, they got cease and desist by, by Fan Fan Expo. Y- yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. But they probably would have gotten it anyway from any other. Yeah, eventually. And, and, and it's one of those, it's it's almost like uh, with baseball, the Cleveland Guardians, could they not have done an internet search to see if there right. wasn't another team in the area already using the name? Because yeah, they come find out there weird. was a men's roller derby team using the name. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, just a simple Google search sometimes. That's what we do with podcasts to see, make sure we don't, Cross names. That's why else. we're ATSW the Escape Pod because there's like four other the Escape Pods out there. Yeah. Oh no, kidding. <laughs> we got lucky with Wookie Radio. Uh, we went searching. We did the iTunes search. We did the Google search. The only thing I found was on Facebook. There was a group out of South America called Wookie Radio, and they spelled it with one e instead of two. Mm-hmm. And I have no clue. But they had they had stopped doing anything in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. And then after we had been around at least three years, someone else started a YouTube channel called Wookiee Radio. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was a music channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And I turned around, I wrote to them, go, uh, you know, there's a podcast called Wookiee Radio. I run it and we started this in 96 or in uh, 2016. 96. 96 is when I got married. God, the show's not 25 years old. Uh, in 2016, uh, just something to think about. So I have no clue what, what's been done. Yeah. In, you know, and in a year and a half of podcasting, none of the other escape pods have been like, hey, now. We were the escape pod first. Yeah, I can believe it. I honestly, I don't even know if I. I know there's three other ones, and I don't know if they're even still podcasting. Like I never bump into them on Twitter or anything. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, podcasting's been around long enough that there's been plenty of time for people to quit. Oh yeah, yeah. It, if a show has quit and there's no longer a feed, then yeah, bring the sh- take the name unless it's trademark. Right. But if you find that oh, you want to go and create a show and call it Wookie Radio or ASWT, AS uh what now I messed up. <laughs> ATSW all things Star Wars. If you or whether it's Wookie Radio or you want to name a show ATSW the Escape Pod, you got problems because those shows already exist. Yeah. And if I was able to trademark Wookie Radio, which I can't because of the word Wookie, uh, I would go after a Sis's deceased, a C and D. Sure. But I will still reach out to you and go, Hey, you may want to rethink this. Right, right. Because I'm not going to have you research my show's name because you guys are morons. Right. Which I'm sure that two or three shows out there might go, you know what, these guys, these guys are morons. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, sorry, Brad had to. Le- Bradley had to leave early, um, but totally understand. He's got. He's got to get into those oh, hyper. Brady? Or Brady, sorry, uh, he had to get into those hyperspace lanes when he could, so he could get home to his other planet. Um, um my final thought is, uh, I'm probably not going to spend five thousand dollars to go to the new hotel. <laughs> oh man. 
I know. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Like I was telling my buddy earlier, I'm like, I could spend $5,000 to take a 12 day European cruise and mm-hmm. see everything from Warsaw to Amsterdam. Um, and if I wanted to dress like a Jedi, I could. <laughs> Like, I'm probably not spending two days in Florida yeah, uh, for that kind exactly. of money. It's a nice idea. But like you say, if you hit the lottery, sure. Right. As a super fan, I would love to do it. Sure. But. but. <laughs> exactly. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to say stay tuned since I have discovered this Lego Marvel advent calendar. Stay tuned to Mighty Marvel Geeks this week to hear us talk about it and how much we're really going to want this set (laughs) and maybe get two more, one or two more, just so we have the extra pieces and extra characters. Because minifig wise, this thing's going to have seven minifigs, Iron Man, Spider-Man, both in ugly Christmas sweaters, Black Widow, Thor, Captain Marvel, Thanos, and Nick Fury. The ugly Christmas sweaters are worth it on their own. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, plus exciting items and amazing accessories, a Quinjet, a Helicarrier, Spider-Man drone, and more. This thing's got like a, I almost want to say it's Herbie the Robot, but I know it's not Herbie. And it's not, consi- and it's not considered a minifig. And I don't see the Spider-Man drone. This, this thing looks great. Mini Hulkbuster. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Listen to Mighty Marvel Geeks as well, this week as well. So... On that note, uh, if you guys don't have anything else, then I'm just going to leave it with this. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Don't underestimate the force.